If you were able to walk into a room confident that you would be well-received, seen, heard, and appreciated by others, and all it took was a few changes in how you navigate your everyday relationships, would you be willing to make those changes? It is possible to be both fully authentic and to experience the best relationships of your life. Now, here's the host of Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert, Mickey Gaffin-Stone. Well, this is not Mickey, but I am here with Mickey. I am thrilled to introduce Mickey Gaffinstone to the platform, to all of you listening out there. Mickey, welcome to your show. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm Christine McIver. I'm the CEO of the Inspired Choices Network, where Mickey's show is hosted. And you'll wherever you're listening from, we really appreciate you tuning in. I'm excited for Mickey's show. I'm excited to hear what Mickey has to say and see where we can go with this dance of navigating complicated relationships. When you and I first spoke, Mickey, and you shared with me all of the amazing things that you're doing, which we will share with the listeners, and all of the amazing um, thoughts that you have about what kind of support that people need in the world. And as you continue to speak, it was so much fun coming up with this title um, with you based on what you have been doing. Can you enlighten us what, what it was about this title that really popped for you? Oh, well, so much of the work that I do comes down to literally navigating complicated relationships. Like it's people get into these sort of imagine a ball of yarn that a a kitten has been playing with, you know, and the relationship looks like that. It's all sort of messed up and knotted. And if somebody just comes along and, and sort of pulls the thread and winds it again more neatly, the same ball of yarn is actually now usable and relationships sometimes there's just some miscommunication or story we we tend to build a lot of story about what we think the other person is doing thinking the place they're coming from and it's our own lens so you know we create this messed up ball of yarn and if somebody can come along with a different perspective and say, well, you know, let's try this, it'll work better. And that's kind of a metaphor for how it works out. And I just find myself repeatedly going back there. That's awesome. Well, I, you know, when, when we first came up with this, I looked at that title and I went, yeah, most relationships do have a component of being complicated at some time or another. And uh, yeah, we all need guidance in in the area of relationships for sure. So we're going to get into the conversation. But first, I want to read the legal, the the proper, the amazing bio of Mickey and introduce you formally to our listeners. So Mickey Gaffin Stone is a behavior expert, speaker, educator, human design intuitive and transformational coach. She is dedicated to empowering individuals with the tools and insights needed to navigate their own complex relationships. With a mission to foster a fresh perspective, Mickey equips her audience with the confidence and knowledge to develop positive, sustainable relationships. Mickey is a lifelong learner and nomad. Having lived in eight countries to date, she is a global citizen and believes in living life fully while helping others to do the same. 
She regularly inspires and guides individuals on a transformative journey toward healthier, more fulfilling relationships. Serving clients in several countries, Mickey never met a time zone she couldn't work with. I love that. Her approach is direct, succinct, and non-judgmental. Mickey dreams dream. Mickey's dream, pardon me, is to reach people all over the world, spreading hope by inspiring and understanding and empowering. And so today we're talking about relationships 101. Are relationships struggling, struggles draining the joy out of your life? Do you wish you were seen, heard and understood more? Do you find yourself wondering why it can't be why it can be so difficult to be around certain people. Social expectations and family environments go a long way to shaping how much or how little we value ourselves, and that self-perception can set us up for relationships that become complicated at best and unhealthy at worst. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And you bring with you so much knowledge and so much education and the experience of living in so many countries. I mean, that in and of itself must have led you to learn how to see things from a different perspective and how to communicate with people in different countries. Very much so. And it plays a part in how um, I'm directing my speech. You know, I don't I don't, I don't fluff around. It's there's no ambiguity because if you're speaking to somebody who's got English as their third, fourth language, or you know their their English is not quite fluent, then any extra words you use can add confusion. Mm-hmm. So putting the message in a succinct way is always helpful. And I've done a lot of work with people who are neurodiverse, um, a lot of people on the autism spectrum wide range of people, of course, there and, you know, attention deficit and so on. And for people who have brains wired that way, they don't think in the gray area of nuance. It's black and it's white. It's this or it's that. So the words you use are the words you mean. And right. if, if you get sort of convoluted with that, you lose the meaning. And this is where a lot of relationships start to go sideways is, mm. you know, but you said this. Oh, but I meant that. And oh boy, okay, now now we have to do a lot of unraveling because people say they think they're saying what they mean, but they're not. And <laughs> then it gets confusing. You know, and when there's subtext, that's always a place to go wrong. Right. I love that. People think they know what they're saying. Right. And oftentimes when they're getting into these complicated situations, there's a, a great deal of emotions behind it and strong points of view behind it which of course doesn't have them present with what they are saying right because we make we make the other person's response mean so many things that they might not mean Um, an example I use a lot is with children you know when you tell a child be polite well what does that mean did you ever define it your definition of what being polite is probably isn't the same as mine. We may have some commonality and we'll have some differences. The child has no frame of reference. They don't know what you're thinking, but we somehow expect them to pick this up out of the ether. So the kid tries, but they often get it wrong. And then the parent gets mad because the child's not listening to them. You didn't say anything. You know, that's that's where saying what you mean is is simple yet 
difficult. That's very cool. That's very, very cool. Um, I they, There's so many things that I'm sure that you're going to be able to teach us about this. How did you, in addition to the traveling, how did you come down to this path in your life? What was it that led you into this type of work? I would say navigating the school systems and different countries with my own two children. It was not a smooth pathway by any means. Um, Sometimes it was made more difficult by moving countries. Sometimes it was made a little easier depending on the school system we were leaving behind. But I just found that there was so much story attached and teachers would come from their own perspective, not really seeing the child. So you're getting all this communication happening that's actually not helpful. So I, I really focused on learning where is this person coming from when they say this thing? Because what's behind it is often more important than the words. You know, do they feel cornered? Do they feel pressure for something? Because that will affect what they tell you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've always studied people since a child. Um, When I was a child, it it was a method to keep me safe so I could figure out how people were going to behave. And then it just became something I always did. And I made it a formal study later in life. Very cool. What's your favorite thing about having studied this work? That I can see where people are going and I can explain it to them in a way that they can take that information and run with it. Very cool. That's very, very cool. So what is the what is your desire? What's your biggest desire in doing this body of work? I would love to reach as many people as possible, just more and more and more people so that they can put aside a lot of the tangled webs that that they weave for themselves and see that there's another way it doesn't have to be that way and we often repeat the patterns from our parents and that in itself can be problematic right partly because sometimes the parents had their own issues to work through and so you know you get to be on the receiving end of that but in addition to that Our parents' generation, our generation, and the kids that we're looking at today, we are not the same species. This is a whole different ballgame. We didn't have computer, social media, you know, all the fast, 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 even microwaves. You know, that wasn't always a thing. So expectations and challenges that people face now have changed so much from the stuff we learned from our parents that it's just you know, it's a whole new ballgame and we need to move with that. And people tend to stay stuck with what they know. Sure, they sure they do. And it's interesting when, um, you know, I was I was part of the sandwich uh, effect with my family. Right. I was taking care of my mother for the last several years and then I have my own children. And it's interesting how we look at each of the other generations and go, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. She, you know, so this is going across the board and it's really no one's fault, right? It's it's the environment we've been exposed to. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, blame, If it, actually, if I could eradicate one thing in this world, it would be blame because blame is something that we use that disempowers us because it's not our fault. Therefore, we can't do anything about it. It puts 
the em the emphasis onto somebody else and if they choose to accept it then it disempowers them as well because they're too busy feeling shame about all this terrible stuff that they did nobody feels good nobody takes good action you can't move a relationship forward from there blame has no place anywhere in any situation it's wildly unhelpful so you know our parents did what they knew to do they didn't sort of sit down and say, how am I going to mess up my kid? You know, or how am I going to make their life miserable? Hmm, let me think. You know, we don't do that. We come with the best of intentions, but you also come with your baggage. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of on a mission to help people unravel their baggage and see more clearly so that we don't have to keep repeating dysfunctional patterns. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I got unpack your bags by Mickey Gaffin Stone, like, yeah, it, it's it's such a big piece of what we. I, I was just wondering, like, what enters the room first in a relationship, the individual or the baggage? Um, there's just there's so much that we are carrying, and then we're also carrying our parents' baggage with us, right? Because we learned it from them, and who knows how much of their stuff is with us that's not really ours, and it's yeah, it's a it's a lot. Well, I would go as far as to say the baggage enters the room first, because sometimes you don't enter the room without that baggage. You know, you're entering that room because you have that baggage. You're making those choices because this person has traits that are familiar to you. Now, is that a good thing or not? Because it isn't always. Familiar doesn't necessarily mean good, healthy, productive. Sometimes you're attracted to exactly the wrong person. And the reasons for that are in your baggage you know you have to open that suitcase and have a look inside because there is a hot mess in there true story oh my gosh that is so true and and the blame piece is so huge um especially with so much that's going on in the world today you know there's it, there is a an overload of blame happening and there's very few voices like yours who are asking people to perhaps take a different perspective and perhaps let's unpack all of this so we can get to a healthy place. And uh, well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here with your voice on teaching us how to do this. We are up to our first break, Mickey. See, I told you things go fast here. <laughs> it's a time warp. It's a time warp. So everyone stick around. We've got more of Mickey's brilliance here on the Inspired Choices Network. You're listening to Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin Stone on Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back for the next segment. Don't go anywhere. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, Tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Mickey Gaffin Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin Stone Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform 
streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're, that is right. We are listening to Mickey Gaffin-Stone. I am Christine McIver. I have the honor to be able to interview her today and bring her amazing new show, Navigating Complicated Relationships, to the airwaves and the video waves. Is that right? I think it's called video waves. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Mickey, I'm so thrilled that you're here. I'm really loving this conversation and the insights that you've already been bringing to us. Now, for anyone that really wants to learn more about Mickey, you can find Mickey. You can email her at Mickey, M-I-K-K-I, at gaffinstone.com. That's G-A-F-F-E-N stone.com. Or you can email her, or sorry, go to her website at gaffinstone.com. Very straightforward. Thank you for that, Mickey. That's awesome. So you, you've kind of started to lay out some of the areas where you really love to focus and, and the areas that are very, very important. What is Relationships 101? What is it that you wanted to really start with in educating our listener base? I guess the 101 implies the fundamentals. So that would be things like communication, um, giving the other person the space to be who they are, seeing that person for who they are. And this can be colleagues. This can be personal relationships. It can be your parents, your kids. The same basic rules apply. You know, who is that person that you're talking to, with or at? And which of those things are you doing? Where are they coming from? Like get, just getting relationships onto more of um, a deep understanding of who you're talking with. Even with colleagues, it really helps to know where they're coming from and what they're looking for in their day so that yours can also go more smoothly. Mm -hmm. If you're a bunch of strangers, then, you know, the effects will be disjointed. Right. And how disjointed can they also be when when we know each other, but we don't spend the time to know each other? Right. That's where some of the biggest problems come in because you don't see them. You don't see them coming until it's a huge issue. And it can a lot of it comes from the stories that we tell ourselves. Oh, this person thinks that that's why they said this thing or, oh, they went over there because X, Y, Z. You know, we, we are constantly telling ourselves stories and don't always think to ask. Just check in, you know, mm. hey, I saw you do such and such. What was that about? Or, oh, I, I thought it was this. Is that right? You know, just checking for accuracy. We, we don't tend to do it. And why don't we tend to do it? I think because we assume we're right. And another downfall would be we believe what we think. That's a, <laughs> that's a huge piece. You know, don't believe everything you think. You know, I use human design as part of my um, relationship piece because it tells me a lot about how that person shows up energetically. And for people who have 
the, the two centers in the head undefined, they are literally open to influence from people in their environment. They're open to their ideas. And so they can, it feels like this, and they can hold that and be like, you know, yes, I, I strongly keep to this, but they never actually examined it to see if it's theirs. They just took it in. So, you know, whether you look at it from a human design perspective or a behavior analysis perspective, we take stuff on without examining it. I mean, how many times a day would you have to examine your thoughts? It's not, you can't do it. So, but we have to pick some. What will you look at? It's uh, it's always a good idea to pick a few out each day. So how would we do that? Well, decide what's important to you, first of all. Like if you've got a relationship that's already tricky, got some twisted yarn in it, then that might be a great place to start. Why? What happened? What do you see is happening here? And talk to the other person. Ask them. Right. Oftentimes when relationships have gotten extremely complicated, um, we hold back asking those questions. Mm -hmm. We hold back, like you said, because we think that we're right. We haven't also been educated in how to ask those questions. That's true. And I would say as objectively as possible is always a good place to start. So it, as soon as you start talking from an emotional place, I'm so upset because you did such and such and that makes me feel this way. You know, that, that's a very popular thing to do, but it doesn't help because it's all about you and you didn't bridge that gap to the other person. But, oh, I see that you responded this way to such and such. What did that mean? Or what, why are you doing that? Or, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable with that, but am I reading it wrong? You know, like literally ask those questions that leave you open to being not the person who knows everything and not the person who is right. You know, maybe you're not. Wow. What? No, no that's not right. <laughs> maybe you're not correct on that particular thing. And so what? What difference does it make? Would you like to have a, a smoother relationship or would you like to be right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people uh, I know that in speaking with who are challenged in, in different relationships, they feel like, why should I do that? They're the ones that did this, right? So that being right piece. And, mm -hmm. and as I've had experience in starting to pull back the layers on that, oftentimes it's they feel very vulnerable and exposed when they come forward and ask some of the questions that you're suggesting. Yes, and there is an element of that. And um, one of the things I work on is helping people be comfortable with being open like that, because you you know you're on this planet to experience life, to experience all the richness it has to offer, and if you keep yourself small because you're afraid to look like you don't know something or you're afraid to be wrong, then your experience is diminished. What are you actually doing? And you're going to end up in a far more uncomfortable position later in that relationship if you don't unravel it now. Mm -hmm. So it's a choice. It, it is a choice. And it's such good insight. Um, you know, of course, when we're in the thick of it, um, sometimes we're not open to receiving any of that piece. What what do you find is the, the thing that draws people to you and your body of work? Like, where are they oftentimes coming from in crisis or in desire to change? Well, there's going to be a mix of those things. Um, 
one of the things I check for is a readiness to change because sometimes the desire can be there, but they're not actually ready to try something new. And that's a key piece to being coachable, if you will. Can you try something new? Will you put yourself out there? And what brings people to me is they've often been in a position that they're just not fulfilled in. That You know, there's just something missing. The success, but it's not deep. It's not fulfilling. And so what else could there be? And then there is the other end of, you know, we've hit a crisis. What are we going to do with this? But if I can get to people before the crisis, it's so much easier. So no, you know, I, I prefer the easy route. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are some of the other things that you find with people in relationships that's holding them back from having an uncomplicated relationship? Story would be the first thing. Baggage is right there with it. They're kind of intermingled. And then, you know, just a lack of wanting to try. Like that might sound counterintuitive, but you mentioned it earlier with, well, why should I? It should be this way. Or you should know, you know, this, this is oh, that one. one of those offset things. You should know what I like or you should know what I want. I don't know. My mind reading class didn't go too well. How was yours? <laughs> You know, it's it's one of those things where we get stuck in an unhealthy narrative and don't even know we're in it. Yeah. So, you know, one of the first things I do is sort of look at the narrative and I, I'm not judgmental. This is your story. It's not mine. I'm just here to give you some opportunities to change the narrative if you choose to do so. That's kind of what you've come for. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. I don't care. It's completely immaterial. The question is, what are you going to do from here? Mm -hmm. It's funny, you know, I can remember, you know, growing up in the circumstances I grew up in, in the time of life, time of the world. um, The first time somebody ever explained to me that, of course, that person has no idea what you want. I, I honestly did the whole, you know, head turn. Really? And, and it was, there was so much out there around, you remember when people would talk about it, like in romantic relationships, like, where's your list? Like we would all have these lists and then the rules. Oh my God, the rules. They were, I know I got to a point was like, okay, can everybody just take their rules and go home? Because it was that like, if he doesn't do this or she doesn't do that, or if he does this and it was like, Oh my gosh, stop. But there was a point where it was like, that was a huge aha for me that person doesn't know what I want. And it was being raised in the world that I was raised in that he should know, she should know what I want. How is it possible they don't understand this? And it's it's very funny how we get so hmm, grounded in those belief systems and we allow those things to drive or destroy our relationships. Well, they're out there very early on. I mean, back in the day, it was magazines, right? Cosmopolitan's 10 lists on how to land a guy, 10 things, how to be happy without a guy. And, you know, there's something new every week because that's old magazines. Now it's social media and there's always a story. Well, if you're not doing this, you're not doing it right. If you don't look that way, then that's not correct. You know, and you're being made wrong all the time. And this this input is toxic. 
and it has nothing to do with you. That's the thing. People on social media are just yelling into the void. They have no idea who you are. But you take these pieces of information and apply it to your relationships. And man, are you in trouble when you do that? Because it just doesn't apply. And the poor soul on the receiving end has no idea what hit them because they don't know what's going on in your head. They don't know what your rules for engagement are. And if you don't have that conversation, they're never going to know. They just right. won't know what you did to them. Right. There is a show on, um, it's now ended, but I've I've been watching it on TikTok. It's quite entertaining. But now through the lens of what you're saying, I'm like, ooh. Um, so it's called Ghosted. And it's a radio station that does this thing called Ghosted. So you can call in if you were ghosted by someone and they will learn about what happened. And then they will call the other person. And the other person has no idea that this is occurring and they don't know that the other person <laughs> is waiting on the line listening. And it's like, Oh my gosh, some of the things that come out are just horrendous. I did see one beautiful thing where it was just a miss during COVID and they were so happy that they were reconnected. But a lot of them are like the perspective piece mm. and, and the lack of actually having those vulnerable conversations. Yeah. Well, people think that other people see the same thing they see, but we don't. If you look at a movie with five, five other people, you just saw six different movies. It's that's, not the same perspective. That's very, very interesting. Well, we are up to our next break of the show already. <laughs> Mickey, this is awesome. I'm, I, you know, I'm sure we have lots of questions of people out there wanting to ask you more questions, but I have the privilege of doing that. And we will continue this right after this break. You're listening to Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin Stone here on Inspired Choices Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Mickey Gaffin-Stone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffin-Stone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at GaffinStone.com. Now back to the program. Oh, my gosh. We are having so much fun. Mickey and I, if you're not watching us on video, we are having fun dancing <laughs> to the music and enjoying uh, just this time together, which is I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I shouldn't speak for you, Mickey. Um, but you are listening to Navigating Complicated Relationships with beha behavioral expert 
Mickey Gaffin Stone. So, Mickey, we've been we've been really talking about a lot of different pieces. Tell me about when someone is working with you, what are some of the opportunities they have to work with you? Um, do you have like one on one coaching? Do you have coaching packages, groups, anything like that that you want to share with us about? Absolutely. Um, I love to do one on one because we can get into the nitty gritty of what's going on for that person. I work with couples. That's a happy space for me as well. And we can do that in different ways. And I'm putting together a, a really exciting program, which is six months long. It can be two people. Note, I didn't say couple because it doesn't matter to me the combination. It could be mother, daughter, you know, what, whatever. Um, so it's it's a pair or a single six months of coaching. But at the end, we go on a cruise. And the cruise, yeah, a cruise. What? A week, a week-long cruise. And it is a celebration. It is a wrapping up of the coaching experience and all the things that have been learned. It's a fine-tuning of anything that's left to do. And that part will be a group. So people can still have individual coaching on that cruise for an hour or two a day if they choose it. And I'll bring other people with me to offer their expertise. So it's really like this massive grand finale. Um, and I'm very excited about that piece. So the six months of coaching, it's that time frame because that's enough to get the results you're looking for by and large. Sometimes people have extra things they want to work on. So we'll do it again. That's that's just fine. We can keep going as long as you keep coming up with things. Um, Groups is something I'm looking to do as well. I don't currently have one, but I'm if somebody wants to get a group together, come talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. And your email address is Mickey at gaffinstone.com. Your website is gaffinstone.com. Um, across social media. I know we have you across social media for sure. Um, we do have some questions that have been coming in. So let me just look to the questions. So one of our listeners is asking, how can I foster a supportive and nurturing relationship with my teens without smothering them? Oh, man, that is like my happy space. I love that question. I love that question. First of all, let me just say, I really enjoy teens. They are a blast, but I'll get to your question. So when a teen is facing a decision that they need to make, parents will often make the decision and tell them, you need to do this. You know, I'm, I'm going to guide you and keep you safe. But what you're doing when you do that is you're not allowing them to build the muscle of decision making. So when they, you know, look at a teen as an adult in training. What would you like to be trained with when you're learning to be an adult? You want to know how to make good decisions. Well, how do you do that? The parent can say, well, you know, if you choose this, I see this stream of possibilities. If you choose that, I see these things. What do you think? And then let them decide and let them follow through on that decision. Because unless, unless it's a life or death thing, leave them with it. Mistakes now are way better than mistakes later. So giving the teen as much autonomy as you can, letting them know that you trust them, letting them know that you value their opinion so you can ask sometimes, you know, because literally you want this teen to be an adult by the time they leave home and you want them to be able to leave home, right? You don't want your 35-year-old living in the basement. 
I'm, I'm making an assumption here, but you know, most people, when I ask them, what do you want for your child or your teen? I want them to be happy. I want them to be, you know, independent, well-adjusted. Well, there's, there's some training to do for that and letting them know that you're there when things go wrong and you don't have a judgment about that. You're just like, wow, that sounds like a lot. That's heavy. You know, how do you feel about that? What would you like? How can I support you? Lots of curiosity, lots of questions, zero judgment. It doesn't matter right. if you know what you should do. In fact, all the more don't say it because that's your perspective and you had to learn that somewhere. What's your team going to learn? Hmm. I love a, uh, an adult in training that really <laughs> that really snaps the brain into a different into a different way. And, and I love that, that curiosity. And, and it's nearly like you're reflecting back. You're a mirror. We're just reflecting back on what is occurring for them. And I, I know when I did do that with my teens, they felt supported. They felt like someone was listening and not so much preaching at them. Mm-hmm. Right. And but we we received such terrible training to be parents. We were taught to preach and to control. And because we love them, like gag me. Um, <laughs> well, it's that. yeah, that's a mixed up story. And, and for Gen Xers, who many of the parents are now, Gen X is what I like to refer to as a feral generation. You know, Gen X raised themselves. Latchkey kids here. Take the key, get yourself to school. When you come back, get yourself something to eat and don't set the house on fire. You know, that that was basically the instruction. And there were a lot of expectations for kids when they were Gen X, but no how to, no right. training. So you didn't even get training to be a kid, let alone to be an adult. And then you're trying to parent. So, again, no blame, zero <laughs> blame. We're all doing the best we can. Right. Right. Um, our another question is, how can I foster a healthy relationship with someone who isn't interested in talking about our relationship? That is a tough one because it is a two way street. But you first thing I would do is set boundaries for yourself and keep them. And I find that setting boundaries is a really difficult topic, again, because Gen X generally weren't taught what a boundary was. We, we didn't have any because there was no need, right? You just boot it out in the morning and you come back at night and what's a boundary? But knowing what you will and will not accept and having a consequence when somebody crosses that boundary and being able to state your boundary are all key parts. You know, if you have an idea in your head, well, I'm not putting up with that, but you never communicate that, mm -hmm. then all you do is you have an idea in your head. That's not a boundary. It's a boundary when it's clearly established. So, that's the first thing I would do if that person's not willing to work on the relationship, or at least they're not willing to talk about it, set some boundaries and see how they respond to those boundaries. And if they're running over your boundaries, even though they know what they are, that's another conversation. We need to revisit this because you're already at a, a difficult level if somebody's not respecting those boundaries. But do you have them? Are they clearly stated? Most people really aren't very good at boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's true. And another question, how can I establish healthy boundaries with a self-centered parent while still maintaining a level of connection and support? Right. And that one takes a while because we need to figure out where the self-centeredness comes from and, you know, how, how they're applying it to you. But essentially, 
if somebody's all about themselves and you want to get in onto their radar, acknowledge them. Wow, you know, I, I see you, I hear you, I get what you're saying, and this is what I need. Can we agree on this? You know, and, and put it forward as more like a negotiation, really. But the key part here is take out any emotional language. There's no, you did this, you need to do that. I felt this way, you know, you terrible person. All, all that sort of emotive stuff needs to go away because it gets in the way, it clouds the issue. Mm-hmm. If you can be objective, the other person is less likely to feel threatened. Right. It's a real dance, isn't it? When we we've we were raised to not show our emotions, we were taught to not show our emotions. Um, we've gotten to a place in the world where our emotions actually um, inform us on what's going on with us. And then we have to kind of not tamper, but expand out as it were and not come from a place of emotion to have these communications i mean we really need to go to university to learn all of this dance there's there's a lot of moving parts i mean emotion is your reaction to something your feelings are your response to something and we're taught from very early on don't feel that way no don't do that you know you can stop crying here have a candy and you know, let's set you up for some eating disorders later on, but that's a whole other subject. Um, But we're not taught to feel what we feel and to have those emotional responses and to be safe expressing them. You know, anger, particularly for a girl, you can't be angry. That's not a thing. But so it sort of sets you up later for all kinds of dysfunctional ways of showing that, you know, anger is often turned inward as a sort of self-sabotage and can come out as a bitterness and then the other person's on the receiving end so they throw you their stuff and you're just basically launching bags at each other mm-hmm. you know, it's, um it, it's a difficult thing to work from so putting those bags down and saying okay i have them it's right here now let's speak objectively and objectivity really is your friend because you cannot win an emotional argument your emotions are yours that person's emotions are theirs, and you are not going to change anybody. Right. Wow. We have a lot to learn. Mickey, we have a lot to learn. Um, we are going to go for our last break of the show in just a minute. I know, I told you. <laughs> I told you. Um, what are some of, I know next week's show is Understanding Yourself by Design. Mm-hmm. What can people expect um, that you might be just touching on in that show without giving it away? Well, By design would be your human design. And the reason I use it as a starting place, because it can tell you so much about you. And oftentimes I find the thing that a person thinks is most wrong about themselves is actually a gift that they've been made to misunderstand by having stories from other people about it. You know, like you talk too much you're too loud, you don't sit still. Maybe that person's a brilliant storyteller and they belong on a stage. Mm -hmm. You know, so this kind of thing can come from human design and understanding how you operate is one of the best gifts you can ever give to yourself. I found it, I was skeptical at first when I came across it. I have a science background and, you know, really? But I I dived into it and I, I tested it on myself. I used it with my family and I found, wow, there's actually a lot to this and it was helpful. So I bring that help to 
the starting place for my clients and then we move from there. That's awesome. Uh, somebody's somebody is saying to me, she's talking about you, MacIver. Uh, I was told <laughs> when I was a little girl that I should stop talking, and uh, I was always, you know, jumping around and trying to hold it in, and and uh, and here I have a stage now. So there you go. <laughs> it's true. What you say is true, Mickey. Okay, we're gonna go to our last break of the show, and when we get back, we're gonna just wrap things up with Mickey. And uh, if you have any other questions, please put them in the chat room. Uh, if you are listening to the replay do reach out to mickey do connect with her what can she can do what she can do to contribute to you understanding how to navigate through your complicated relationships i'm sure is massive and be sure to come back again next week mickey will be live every wednesday at 12 p.m eastern 11 central 10 mountain and 9 pacific <laughs> Yeah, my brain. Okay, get it all straight. All right, everybody, you're listening to Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffinstone on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. What if your relationships could be a source of delight instead of a source of struggle? In a world where human interactions are anything but straightforward, tuning in to Navigating Complicated Relationships with behavior expert Mickey Gaffinstone will offer you insights, tools, and a whole new level of understanding for you to use right now. Listen for Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffinstone Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Navigating Complicated Relationships with Mickey Gaffinstone. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Mickey at Gaffinstone.com. Now back to the program. Back to the program is right. Mickey, this has been so much fun getting to know you even more, understanding your extreme excessive knowledge in these areas and you know the part that I'm enjoying the most about it is that you can see things in such a simplistic way and you know you don't make it complicated to learn how to start to change those complicated relationships and I think that's such a gift um, that you have and and it's a it's such a blessing for other people because you know, read this book, go to this therapy, do this, you know, and it can become relationships are worth the investment. And when you're in that space, it can become such a mountain to try to figure out what should I be doing? Where should I go? I don't understand. And the simplicity and the directness that you are is is refreshing. Great. I'm glad you feel that way because that's absolutely how I show up. I've, I've spent my entire life honing the complicated into the simple. I mean, when you learn applied behavior analysis, you spend an entire semester learning the jargon of that particular branch of psychology. And then you have to figure out how to put it into English so that you can talk to parents. To me, this is a bizarre concept. I don't understand why we do this all the time. Every branch of psychology has their own jargon and it's, it makes you like an exclusive club. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, we're all here for the same experience. We're all here for the human experience. So if I can help somebody navigate theirs to be a healthier, happier experience, 
I'm 100 percent here for it. I'm going to do that because I can see it and I, I see what's going on. Like I really do see the big picture. I've spent my life looking at it and I've done this from different perspectives. I've been a nurse. I've been a Montessori teacher. I've traveled behavior analyst. You know, I'm always working with people. And what do you need? What do you need? How can I, you know, help things along from different perspectives? Um, and that all comes together when I'm working with a client. So I have so many things to pull from. And I love that. I don't accept the pigeonhole of you do this because this is what you've learned. I've learned many things and I want to use all of them. I don't accept that you can only use one thing. Yeah. And there's so many. No, people aren't one thing. Relationships aren't one thing. It's not a <laughs> one size fits all situation and, and neither should the support be. And I love that you're, you're pulling from both personal experience and education and then your own uh, business in working with people that you, you're bringing all of this knowledge and experience to the table. Do you find that you're also continuing to learn new ways of being with clients and working with clients? Every day, every day. I am, I literally in my bio say that I'm a lifelong learner and I'm not kidding. I am always learning. I, I will stop learning the day I die, probably. Um, you know, certainly not before. Maybe I'll continue after. We don't know that yet, but I'm willing to learn. Um, no, because pe people, every person that I interact with brings something to that interaction. And Maybe I learn something from them. Maybe they learn from me, but hopefully together we move the project forward and get them to a happier place. You know, there, there was um, a couple that I worked with, with a three-year-old, and they they were really butting heads a lot. They, they were just not on the same page. And I started with their human design and found exactly why they were butting heads and started to work with them both on how she could accommodate his needs. He could accommodate hers. They could give each other some grace and some space. And now they're doing really well. Now they're really, you know, they're doing fine and there's no talk of divorce anymore, which is wonderful. And sometimes that can happen, you know, and sometimes the relationship is actually completed. And I generally prefer to say that something is completed when there's a divorce looming so the question then is, how are you going to exit with grace and dignity as much as is humanly possible? And I think a lot is possible. And if you have kids in that relationship, that is a big conversation because those kids are usually not asked what they want. Then yeah, they're usually moved, but they're not involved. Mm -hmm. And that's a piece that I like to bring in is how, how can we get co-parenting in a civil way? So, you know, there's relationships it's the whole gamut from the start to the end of that relationship and what do you do with it did you say gamut gamut <laughs> i've never heard gamut. That. <laughs> oh there you go i'm giving you a vocabulary thing as well <laughs> i love that i love that please give us okay. more give us more everybody google <laughs> That's awesome. So you you definitely are bringing in so many areas that we need support in our lives. We need support in the world. Um, what is the one thing that you would love people to walk away with just from today's show? What's the one thing that you would love for them to to remember? OK, I'm going to go with the subject of blame. If you find that you blame others, whether it's people or circumstances, 
for your situation, where you are, how you feel. I invite you to have a look at that and see where you can take ownership, because taking ownership is not about blame. It's about being empowered to take action from there. If you own it, then you can deal with it and you can make it better. So that's something if if you can find a way you have blame in your life on anybody for anything, doesn't matter if they did it. We're not arguing the facts here. We're arguing blame. If you can just put that aside and then you have space to move forward. So if everybody took that one piece away, I would be thrilled. That's I love the differentiation um, around we're not arguing facts. We're arguing blame. Right. Because people do things and, and, you know, you wish they didn't or you have experience in your life that's awful. Okay, but what can you do from here? You know, that's not to negate it, but do you really want to carry that sack of coals with you still? Or can you put it down now and take some action to make life better? Nobody else is suffering but you if you carry that bag. So I invite people to put it down, forget the blame. Now, what action would you like to take? Yeah, and it does. It takes such a toll on us when we are carrying those bags of blame with us. Um, You know, I'm sure that it ages us faster and faster. Well, it's a lot to carry. And if you're carrying blame that somebody else has put on you, I invite you to put that down as well, because mm. you it's not a case of who's to blame. It's a case of what will you do differently next time? It's a place for growth if you can put the blame down. Hmm. Put the blame down. I think that's a book. There you go. There's a book title. OK, I'm on it. <laughs> well, this has just been so much, so much fun getting to know you, um, being educated by you. Uh, I'm so inspired to learn more about what you're bringing to the world and all of our listeners, like this is gold. <laughs> you've you've got to come back and again and again and again and listen to Mickey and all that she's going to be sharing and guiding us. And, and as I said before, in such a simplistic, direct manner, um, you make it easy to remember these things. So it's just, it's fantastic. So uh, again, you want to reach out to Mickey, Mickey at Gavinstone.com or Gavinstone.com, her website, again, across all the social media platforms where you'll be able to find her. And you'll also be able to find her on TV. If you go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.tv, you'll be able to see her new TV episodes playing there. And yeah, you know what? Until next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Navigating Complicated Relationship Show. Mickey returns Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember every relationship is a journey. And with the right tools, you can create stronger, more fulfilling connections.